We are recording. We're on the Twitch. Hey, boys. Hey there. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Boy, hold on. A deep cut. <laughs> Wrong, Delilah. <laughs> but I like that Delilah better. Honestly, we should just cancel this podcast and do the same bit that Delilah did for 17 years, and uh, I think we'd be way more profitable. There's no, Let me know what you. There's th- no chance you boys remember uh, the dude before Delilah. You remember no. his name? Was it no? Was it Glenn? Something? Yes, Glenn Hollis. Glenn Hollis. Okay, <laughs> I know Glenn. I, I was gonna say Glenn Campbell, but I think Glenn Campbell is like an old uh, pop singer from like the sixties or seventies. I was so upset when he got replaced by Delilah. It just it wasn't the same. Hey, it's like, uh, Glenn Glenn Hollis. Like, and, uh, who does she think a, she is? I'm man. a cuck. <laughs> she had too much advice for people. I didn't like that. I bet. Good Delilah sounds like she's lived a lot of life, so I'm not surprised <laughs> that she was uh, ready to dispense with the uh, the advice at, at the first uh, inkling. See, see, the thing with Glenn was he just he just he was ready with the songs, right? So it's like you can call in, set your dedication, and he'll play he'll play your songs for you. But homeboy, uh, uh, homegirl Delilah, homeboy. She, she 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 always had to give her her take on everything and give you advice on what you need to do next, and then make people feel all bad and then but here's a song and then you know then hit the post hey it's uh it's uh glenn hollis and uh my wife left me seven months ago (laughs) (laughs) here's air supply maybe that's why they replaced him he he was too depressing i mean it it was not an uplifting experience hearing uh glenn hollis uh quote-unquote play the hits because it was just like uh songs you love and then his life sucks and songs you love and he's still a <laughs> cuck he's still a cuck and did any of you boys call in to to put in a song request um may- i'm pretty yeah. emo i'm not glenn <laughs> hollis calling emo just gonna make that clear here uh, and now i i i did and oh my god i can't remember if it played though i, I feel like what song i don't we have know. to know what song i, I don't know you... because i i just i was always no probably i i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it but i always yeah. I always doubted that the, the whole the whole system was real that you can literally call in and then you'll speak to glenn and then he'll put you on the air and then you'll, you'll get the song put in no but what i found out later is all that is fake you know so fake, they probably fake. already had a set of songs that they're gonna play and if you happen to request that song then you'll probably get put on the air because you happen to be part of their playlist already you're part of the you're part of the cabal yeah <sighs> how the do we Glenn get down Hollis this? Cabal. Yeah, how do we get down this hole of ninety-seven point one? Come on, I haven't. Watch <laughs> I've been drinking heavily for the last two hours. I have no earthly idea how we wound up at this spot, but I, all I can say is I'm happy to see you guys, and uh, I wish I'd gotten started with my show prep way before uh, the time that I did. Oh, it's all good, man. We all good. I think we're all just 
barely making it. <laughs> yes. Like, oh uh, show God. update. Uh, my uh, the Mac Mini has already failed once, so there may be a skip in the in the audio when, file I sent right, to you. Like, so right now, Excellent. maybe like nine seconds worth of. Uh, yeah. It's well, fun. last time, last time when it died, it, it actually wasn't that bad. Or, made it work. Yeah, we made it work. So yeah, absolutely. So so, oh. so, so if oh. it's like that, oh, what what you crack open? That sounded splendid. Whatever the hell that was, I need to know what's in that can, Jack. That that's a horrible thing to say on the microphone. What's it? <laughs> Show me your sol- cans. It's yeah. a Solace Brewery. Brewery. Uh, ah, baseball. It's a baseball can. Yeah, the curly dubs. The new curly dubs, nice. Ain't yeah. no baseball going on, but uh, you got the beer, so it's all good. This is me is there... tonight. I'm doing the. What you doing, Ezra the Brooks? Eagle Rare. Oh, I heard Eagle Rare was on sale at our local ABC. Just uh, you'd be oh, hard pressed to f- you, you'd be hard pressed to find it at the ABC right now. So, uh, if unless you want to drive to Bowling Green, Virginia. Yeah, I, I forgot about it, and then I had it on the shelf, and uh, I poured myself a glass, and then one glass became, I think I'm on like six now. Nine. Um, oh. But Who's counting? I forgot, man. This thing is good. I, I keep forgetting how good and, and smooth this thing is for, for its price. So Did, did Uncle Phil eggs. tell us that it's a... Uh, it's like a standard shelf yeah. whiskey for him at this yeah. point. Yeah. What's what's that all about? He, he was just like, oh, that's rare for you guys. I can just walk down anytime and pick pick myself up a bottle. I mean, rare is in the name. Like, I don't understand how he could uh, just uh, dismiss it so readily. But you know, it was a weird flex. It was a weird flex. Uh, but uh, you know, we we accept him nonetheless. But I think thirty one dollars at ABC <laughs> if you can find it. Shout out to Uncle oh. Phil. He's on. He's on the chat. <laughs> Is he? He's yeah. there? Yeah, he's Look there. at Hi, who it is. Phil. Thanks for flexing again, <laughs> you piece of shit. Uh, all right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, should we go ahead and just uh, uh, dispense with the pleasantries and start with the show? Let's do it. Bad Slant Podcast. Uh, I am Asian John, your hashtag moderator. Uh, with the uh, the ethereal background uh, and his Twitch, there is or, or Skype. There, there's Jack, just Jack. Yeah, you, you're getting uh, swallowed hello. by your background. Hello, and, hello. Uh, by the way, <laughs> there's so many clouds, like they're just consuming him whole. Uh, and then with the uh, again, as the previously <laughs> mentioned, Kingpin uh, uh, white uh, oh. background. There's the oh. Iceman. He cometh. Hey, hey, I'm coming. Oh, God, I really didn't think we'd go down that <laughs> route. Uh, appreciate you checking us out on Twitch. Phil, uh, Tony, are you there? No? No, Tony? It's fine. Uh, but uh, wherever you're checking us out, we appreciate it. Uh, do that on the live stream or podcast. Uh, we thank you all the same. Uh, make sure you subscribe, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, the whole lot. Uh, make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review. And uh, help us out. Be, uh, do more than subscribe. Uh, shop through our link on badslant.com slash support. Uh, we got links to amazon.com, target.com, and walmart.com. And uh, I'm pretty sure the hot sauce, the hot sauce thing is still going. Like, is, it, is the banner still up? Yes, yeah, it actually is. still is. Pumping strong. You can jump in on, on the bomb uh, <coughs> at your leisure. <coughs> so <coughs> I, can, I can still so take how, it. How, how bad was that butthole? 
last uh, week? I, I think our friend Liam said he wanted to uh, uh, get the blow by blow as uh, as I relive <laughs> the, the experience uh, the following day. Uh, and then uh, I responded by telling him to su- subscribe to my OnlyFans, uh, to which he did not. So it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, it was it was rough to say the least. But uh, I I will say this: I've had worse nights uh, when we've done the show uh, proper together, uh, and we decided to order fifty wings of uh, uh, fifty spicy garlic wings from Hooters. So Ooh. Th- those are harsh, those are man. tough, those are really harsh, um, but delicious. They are not as bad up front, but they are so much worse out the back. But uh, I will never say those words ever again. But uh, if you want to uh, make me feel better for the pain and anguish I suffered from last week's show, uh, buy a, uh, a few things from our uh, from our website, badslant.com slash support. Uh, Ice threw this one out there. Uh, we're, we're kind of aficionados for, uh, for all things tech and uh, evidently uh, security cameras because uh, I think we've thrown out uh, a number of different ones like the the Nest Cam, the 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 uh, what, the, the Ring doorbell. Like there's a whole host of these things mm-hmm. out there. But uh, you right. can if you haven't jumped in yet on all the other other shit that we've thrown at you, uh, there's one on sale this week. Uh, Ice, what did you find in your perusings on the on your interwebs? It was uh, this week, I believe. It was the um, it was the Ring stick up cam. So. It's like uh, typically it's like a hundred something bucks uh, normally. So I I'm like I think believe Jack and I were in the Nest family. So this actually wouldn't ap- wouldn't Shout apply for Nest. us. But if there's the a Nest, lot of the people, trust tree. yeah. So the other the other competitor is Ring. So they're the the other big dog in in the space. And I, I actually feel like a lot of people have the the Ring cameras. So. Um, there's actually a ring stick up camera and it's uh, on sale for eighty four ninety nine on Amazon. I, you can also get it on Target or Walmart actually. Um, but yeah, after the sale came out, it, it sold out like immediately. And then, um, but Amazon is still honoring the deal. So if you went in nice. and still made the purchase, you'll still get it. Uh, sent to you when they restock. Oh, restock. Uh, yeah. Um, but that's a, the deal. The, that's the appropriate word. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, every time I hear restock, I think about mm-hmm. sneakers. And then I'm like, oh, I, I always get like super excited when I see You're restock. such like, a hype beast. God. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, well, I'll get back to it in a second. But oh, yeah. So the ring stick up cam, it actually, uh, the, the 8499 comes with. Uh, the Alexa, the the Echo Dot, or something like that. So it's a great deal. It's sold out. So, it, but if you're interested, go place your order through our tab on uh, bassland.com/support and uh, pick one up. And then whenever they restock, they'll ship it out to you, so you don't have to worry about tracking it down and doing the whole like price comparison, price matching stuff with all the retailers and stuff. It's a little yeah. bit of effort, but you know uh, that that type of savings is a pretty significant thing. Fifteen percent yeah. is nothing to sneeze at, so uh, yeah, that's definitely a savings you want to jump on. Jump on. So uh, thanks for finding that. I I, I would, I am uh, constantly hunting for deals, and that one was not on my radar. So I appreciate you doing the the dirty. Yeah, I, th- I think the the the, the, the big uh, if if I didn't call out enough, basically the the reason why it's such a good deal is because it comes with that little echo dot. Um, because it's uh, so if you buy without it, um, it's it it's roughly you're still saving some money. But if you get get it with the deal that comes with the free Echo Dot, that's where you're saving a lot of money. Because 
the Echo Dot and the Ring camera together is probably closer to 150. So Word. that's where you're you're getting the big savings. Big so fat make, ducats. So, I'm, so I'm take advantage it. of that if you're a Ring Ring person. Take advantage of Amazon, not us. I think that is the the message of the day. <laughs> yeah. Sweet yeah, Lord. but but yeah, speaking of restocks, man, like uh, every time like uh, I'm on on Twitter and I see restocks, I like I freak out. I'm like, "Oh, what is it? What is it?" And uh so I actually just copped the the black toe restocks, not for myself, but for my daughter. So Oh, the, he, the he's Jordan a father. Ones. He's a family man. <laughs> Wait, yeah. was it the the royal toe? No, no, the black toes. So Which it's like the it's like the red red and white Air Jordan One mids, um, oh. and then uh, the and then the the black toe toes, is yeah. black. Um, but I was actually going to get one for myself, but then I don't like mids. I like high the high tops. Um, As so, you should. Yeah, but then for for my daughter, I'm like, <laughs> she doesn't know the difference. So by the I way, asked, can it, you can you stop sending us like mid tops? Then if it's like not to your standard, why would you send us like a <laughs> camouflage mid top? What I don't dick. know if right, Jack. Maybe maybe you could maybe you guys like uh, yeah. like the mids. I, maybe I we're like the mids. lesser is what you're saying, huh? 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 Some ne- some people negative. don't care. Negative. Oh God, some I can't believe care, it. <laughs> he looked weird. clean down his nose at us and said, uh, "This will do for the plebes," and he sent us the link. <laughs> what a dick. It's fine. Well, uh, did you you, uh. you you cop those for the for your daughter, right? Yeah, because they 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 restocked them the 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 kid sizes. So I was like, eh, why not? Because uh, she's actually growing out of her uh, her current. She has uh, some Jordan ones, but they're like pink and purple. Um, so I was like, and now she's into red. So the fact that it's like breads. The, the breads, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, hey, this has red in it. Do you like these? She's like, yeah, I like that. And so, well, I'm glad she doesn't know better. Uh, thank thank Christ. Uh, yeah. Well. Thanks for the heads up on that. Uh, well, uh, you, you jump right into the Jordan topic. We're, we're doing our weekly Jordan uh, last dance bit. So uh, if you've not been a fan of that, uh, I apologize in advance. Uh, but we're going to skim through episode episodes seven and eight and uh, more uh, sports centric docuseries. Um, I don't th- I'm I'm fairly certain neither of you jumped into the the next docu-series that uh, I threw at you guys in the last week or so, but uh, I'm going to, uh, like, I'm just going to inundate you regardless of whether or not you are fully aware of it, and uh, maybe we'll talk a a few minutes about uh, the UFC bringing the 249 card from the dead, or back Mm. from the dead, and, uh, you know, a few other things on top of that, but uh, we'll jump back into uh, Michael Jordan's last dance. Uh, this okay. So last week was the the Kobe episode, which we uh, I think we all were in agreement that uh, really didn't uh, touch on Kobe in any uh, real respect. But this one seemed very centrally focused on uh, uh, Michael Jordan, his dad, baseball, the whole thing. Um, so where do where do you guys want to start? Um, I don't want to get too bummed out at the onset, just you know, because the whole thing about Jordan going to baseball was very. Uh, very somber and very morbid um i'll start with this i i it's been so many years since the whole jordan playing baseball thing has been uh, visited mm-hmm. that i had no idea I, it, it was hard to recall that they were so eager to say he sucks at baseball that they didn't realize <laughs> that he didn't suck at baseball like did you guys remember any of the detail with him like jumping in and actually not floundering from the onset i i you know, like I think when I watched it, 
and this is where I don't know if they did a little spin to kind of correct the, so much the narrative of, of, of what really happened. But what I remember was he went to baseball. He wasn't that good. He was in their, their D League or whatever. And then... Um, double A, by the way. Not single and, A. Double yeah. A. And he, you know, he had a few 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 great nights, like maybe early on. But, it, it, like, basically, he's, he wasn't that good. He sucked. And and I felt like the when you were watching the Last Dance, they kind of made it out that he was actually a lot better than people said. And I don't know if this was Jordan putting his hand in the documentary to, to kind of to change up the the history a little bit. But I, I don't think he was that good. <laughs> I mean, I, I just I, I just don't think he was cut out for baseball. And I think what? he realized that it, it was a little harder than he thought it would be. Well, that's what I distinctly remember. Like, the narrative from that entire era was that he's terrible at this. Like, like he just keeps, like, dropping fly balls, uh, like, pop flies in the outfield. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, he, he's overrunning the bases. Like, like really basic shit. But then you go back, and then they said, well, he started the, he started his season with, like, a 15-game hitting streak. It's like, that, that's uh, more becoming of a decent baseball player. Yeah. Then, he, then he hit a home run, and, and then he knocked in 50, uh, 50 RBI, and... Like, it, it's it sounds like he like the narrative has shifted, uh, and perhaps it is uh, what you uh, what you're alleging that the, like MJ is exerting his influence on this documentary to say he's not, he wasn't as bad as they accuse him of being uh, in the moment. But if you're talking about just like conventional baseball wisdom and like uh, what you would measure a baseball player by, like you know maybe he wasn't as awful as they said he was. Uh, Jack, did you do you remember? Like how awful they they characterize him to be in that time period. I think they it, they kind of discounted him, and it just the narrative. Right, the narrative was that he was bad at baseball. Um, and then that's I just kind of tuned it out because I was like, I'm not watching him play baseball. How can I watch him play? There was no ESPN and Plus back in those days. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Not you really couldn't watch it. So, but I mean, I have this. I have his stats here. Uh, so his first year, he did that 202, had three home runs, and then 51 RBI. Dude, over the Mendoza I mean, line, like with RBI. decent pitching, is actually nothing to sneeze at. Right. Like being over 200, batting 200 is actually So, I mean, if the strike didn't happen, like Ryan Phillips said, he would have been, he would have made it to the majors. Like he just, if he kept that. So. Triple A MJ? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I would have been all in for that one. I would have uh, coerced mom and dad to, uh, to buy the pay-per-view package to see that thing play out. Um, so I guess it's kind of a split. Like, th- there's really, there's no consensus at, this po- uh, consensus at this point to say, like, he was good or bad. But um, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's a slam dunk to say he was one or the other. Um, I, no, I, will, I, I think it's... I think at this point it's just purely subjective. It's like how how you want to look at history, you know. Like you yeah. can look at, I mean, uh, the Do way you that want to shit on him, basically. Exactly, you know. It's like you got to give him a lot of credit for what he tried to do, and he wasn't terrible at it. He didn't stink. I mean, I don't think he was great, but I don't think he's he stunk it up, but. Uh, I, I I do think that you know if if he really did give it a fair fair shot, I think he would have actually been all right. And, Dude, he was um, a thirty year old double A minor leaguer, and he still like came out to shoot like hitting, which is bizarre. They they say they didn't take uh, minor leaguers at that level at that age. Like it, it was unheard of because 
the, the pitching was too good. So if you, you drop a guy in that situation having not played baseball for a decade, you're going to have some rust. You're going to have a guy who's going to struggle a fair amount. And he obviously he struggled, but perhaps not to the degree that uh, it was characterized at the time. I'm reading the the comments from uh, from Uncle Phil here, and he was like, uh, he was like, fun fact that they left out the docu series uh, in in the docu series that he was called up to the majors for the Crosstown Classic where the Cubs played the White Sox, and uh, he actually did okay, and uh, no one died, and, right? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, you you never know how how it would have turned out, um, but what we do know is like. Because it's Michael Jordan, they played the same highlight reel over and over that he had all these hits and that he got that home run. And just like you always see his his little uh, slam dunk chip shot on the golf course is just so it always makes him look like he's like us, like a super golfer and all that. So, I mean, like, that's, that's a spin, man. That's Jordan. Like DJ Khaled, he was the best. <laughs> well, look, if, it, if, if there's anyone... I'm going to trust on this issue is going to be the man on the street, the man on the ground floor. It's Uncle Phil. <laughs> right. I wish Phil could give us some context on how much of a dick, uh, not dickhead, asshole that Jordan was because he took so much offense to anything and everything uh, that could possibly be construed as uh, disparaging uh, to his character <laughs> and, and his, his competitiveness. Right. Right. Um, I could not believe this shit. Uh, the, the, the thing that stuck with me the most out of the episode seven and eight was the whole the Bradford Smith deal where he got, hmm. he, I, I, what was the story? Uh, he, the Bradford Smith, uh, 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 bullets. Great. Uh, not at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> but he scored 37 on MJ in Chicago stadium. And, uh, the story was that he, uh, he walked past Jordan and said, nice game, Mike. And that planted the seed for a blood feud, which was uh, uh, responded to uh, two, maybe a night or two later, where the Bulls came to the Capitol Center, and uh, and Jordan took a pound of flesh out of uh, Le Bradford Smith's ass, and uh, I don't know, was it like 40, 50 points uh, against our, our beloved Bullets? Uh, yeah. God, is is there a highlight reel of Jordan just eating uh, a? just readily uh, on the Bullets defense like because uh, I'm sure it would just look like a, an NBA All-Star game um, but but you knew that that was that was that was Jordan man like he, he, he's such a dick though my god <laughs> and, and then to find out years later he made up the whole damn thing he's just this maniac who uh, went complete sociopath and decided to com- uh, to draw this narrative in his own mind uh, just based off a guy having a good game. Like, did that... It, it was jaw-dropping in the moment, but did you guys... But it, it, it's so funny, though, because it's like... It's, 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 he's, he's so, so petty. Cra- <laughs> he's so twisted that he would create narratives in his own head to build some fire for why... like. Some some reasoning for why I need to just like demolish you, and it always worked. I mean, I think we saw it in like one of the episodes that he like just came back at a BJ Armstrong after he had that one game on him, <laughs> and yeah. he's just like he just shut him out right yeah. after that. It was just like took, it, took his soul, screwed his <laughs> wife. And it, it's it's just it's just so funny, man. It's like, and then there was like another story about who, what was it? The, he they ran into uh, one of the coaches that didn't say hi to him at a restaurant, and he, he used that as motivation too. It's just like, holy crap, man! 
I don't think our adoration of Jordan yep. uh, and his, uh, you know, his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like his significance in our lives. Like that's not going away in any capacity. No. But the pettiness is just, it's, it's, it's taken off like a, like a stock on the Dow exchange. Like it's through the roof. Um, I, I, it, it's just masterful how you can uh, like draw inspiration from the littlest <laughs> of uh, perceived and uh, and imagined slights. Uh, Jack, but that's you- yeah, but that's what made him so great. You know, it's like he, he. I mean, he always needed a reason to do things. Like if like he, I think that's partially why he retired from basketball the first time because he felt he was at the top of the mountain and there was nothing that was going to stop them and and, you know and then just he got bored and then they were giving him a lot of shit for gambling so it was just like screw you guys man i don't need you i'm like people don't think that i can do baseball so i'm gonna leave and do baseball so he just always who who doesn't like to gamble (laughs) i don't know oh my god yeah, I mean, yeah, like Jack. I mean, how did how what do you remember any of this? Wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. We have to ask. Did Jack watch episode? Oh yeah, <laughs> good, good, qu- great question. Great <laughs> we question. have we we have to couch it every great time. Question. Yeah, well, I, I watched okay. it. Don't worry. <laughs> Very good. I'm relieved. Um. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, going back to the Le Bradford Smith, like, and him having to create. Uh, motivate being self-motivated right he already knew he was the best player in the league so to try to help him get motivated because it was a long season right you're thinking 82 games like they're going to be games where you take you know days where you take games off and so i i i described it to my wife that he's a psychopath accurate so <laughs> to be that great you have to have a singular focus so when you're slighted in that way in the Bradford smith thing obviously he just he created it in his own head and he, and he made it a mission to destroy this player. He didn't have to do that. He just needed to 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 show him who's who's the man. So um I li- like him like Jordan and Kobe oh, yeah. they're the same sociopaths. Like, they have one singular focus. They, it, yes, they're they're psychos. They just want to win. They'll win at any cost. So you you fast forward to when um Jordan loses, uh, the Bulls lose to the, the Magic uh, when he comes back um, in 95 in the playoffs, right? Like, you know, the, his trainer was like, hey, you know, usually we take a couple of weeks off and then you come back and we'll train. And he goes, well, we'll, we'll. he's like, I'll, I'll talk to you later. And he goes, no, I'll see you tomorrow. Like, okay. <laughs> and then he just mutters the name Nick <laughs> Anderson for six months on end. And then all of a sudden they're in the, right. the, the Eastern Conference Championship. Exactly. What so, was um, it? Uh, I can't remember correctly, but uh, did they come back the next year and like swept them completely? Is that is that what happened? I think so. I, I yeah. think they yes. they lost a series against the Magic in uh, Jordan's comeback year, like four two. Like it was a contentious series. Like there was Horace Grant, like just uh, uh, jacking himself off uh, on the Bulls bench. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's they, right. They, they, they didn't. They didn't take. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They didn't take kindly to that. And then the next year they got swept right the hell out the playoffs. So it did what it did. Get out of here. Whatever motivation he could find, he found it. Like the whole LeBradford Smith thing, completely horseshit. The whole Nick Anderson thing, well founded. Like if you want to use actual <laughs> like facts and uh, events to motivate you, that's the way to go about it. Um, uh, you know. But then the the Gary Payton thing happened, and and that was incredible too. Um, 
the whole that's right. that's the whole right. thing where he's <laughs> laughing at his iPad mini for seven minutes on that, end. Like that, that was thing was best. incredible. What were the words that, that set him off? He said, like, uh, Gary Payton said, uh, I slowed MJ down. Is that accurate? <laughs> I, I, I love I love the how the, the production of this whole series and how, like, they, they, they cut perfectly into the next segment. Playing these went, guys like a fiddle. Because, <laughs> like, you went from one scene where the glove is talking about how he shut MJ down and he slowed him down and all that. What and a you, and then dickhead. Just like, boom, cut straight to MJ. And he was just like. <laughs> just he just lost his shit. Just loudly like, guffawing. He's like, he's like, I had no problem with the glove. Yeah, the glove didn't fit. <laughs> it's a new meme. <laughs> then he acquitted himself to a uh, title number good. five. It was so good, man. I, it was, I love everything about this doc, docu, little documentary, docu series thing. Look, I don't take pleasure in seeing Patrick Ewing twist in the wind or Gary Payton pretending to think he slowed down the greatest of all time, but. <laughs> It's just so funny to see how these guys remember history in hindsight, like 15, 20 years later. Like, I'm, I'm sure you've slowed down Michael Jordan on his path <laughs> to a fifth title. I, I'm sure uh, uh, you were the, the biggest obstacle uh, to Jordan's first three-peat, Patrick. Like, it, like it's, these narratives are so asinine. But, I mean, it, it's, it's just how history uh, will let you remember things it's it, when distance uh, allows you to kind of create your own narratives in your head um the thing that that kind of stuck with me though like beyond all this like imagined slights and uh ideas that they were better than they were was that, that jordan finally kind of recollected that you know he, perhaps he was kind of the the demon they made him out to be uh and it was like the last quote in the uh episode eight where he said leadership has a price like and it was like a whole 30 oh. 40 second uh soliloquy where he that, was, that little segment was so good man. it was so rough because like uh, we kind of like there was a the whole father's day deal that just kind of like it cuts you to your core but then all of a sudden you see him uh, close the episode saying like uh, like leadership has a price and he's uh it, like he never did anything that he didn't ask of himself but like the the torture he put his teammates through of like like you cut like he kind of looked like he was realizing in the moment like yeah i kind of put these guys through hell but at the same time he didn't he he didn't feel apologetic for it because you know it the results bear themselves out so i mean how did you guys feel seeing him kind of bear himself uh uh complete completely in that moment jack you want to go first or sure um was that the moment yes. where he said break? Yeah. And then, okay, all right. Okay, well, let me just showed that it did take a, a pretty bit heavy toll on him to 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 will him will his teammates and, and himself to to heavy lies the strength. crowns. Um, it does, man. Like and like I said, like it's the it's this focus, and then like if you're not on you're not with the program, then you're gonna be set cast aside. So, <coughs> Scott Burrell. I mean. <laughs> like Scott Burrell. That's so um, funny. No, but th- you know, during the during the playoff run during the Nets series, like he had that big game, I think, um, to 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 end to to end this. Uh, Scotty Burrell, twenty three points. So, yeah. So I mean, it. I mean, like to to get so much out of the other role players because it's not going to be just one person. And he knew he he learned that you know um, during the first three peats. So. 
uh, yeah, it just it it showed a side that you, you I didn't expect that at all. I was just like, whoa, this that's great. So, um, yeah, it it showed a different side to it for sure, and I, I appreciate. Yeah, what what was pretty cool was like, um, that was like that kind of you know he spoke a lot of truth there. It was like. Like these guys that are with them during this championship run, you know, they they could just, you know, they could feel like they're on top of the world. They're one of the best teams in the league, and this and that, and they're riding high. But they weren't there when MJ was trying to make this run back when he first came into the league with the with the Bulls, and he had to battle through all like the the bad boys and this and that, and to go through all the 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 pain and the fighting and, and the bruises and all that. And um, he, he he like he had to bust his ass to to get to a point where he can overcome these these um, dynasties, you know. And I think to 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 put the new to new the new guys like to push him and really like get the best out of them. I I I think that's pretty cool, you know. It's like it makes a lot of sense. I mean, is he a, was he a dick about it? Probably. I mean, I mean he. He, he he like when you see some of these little clips during practice and you're like holy crap this guy's this guy's a bit raw man will but, purdue was scared shitless yeah but then at the same time mm. when you see them at the end of the season like winning On madison the avenue riding a winning the championship game and everyone's dancing everyone's high-fiving everyone's like loving each other they get it i think by that point they're like we were as good as we were because we were pushed to be that good. We we practice extra hard to get that good, and and it sh- and all that work paid off. So I I don't think anyone looking back would would say that he was a bad teammate for that. But they're not going to doubt that he was a bit of an asshole during the process. And um, the other part that I I didn't it didn't occur to me until like recently was like how emotional Jordan was. It was just like, you know, like, just like you, you, you see him crying during the first championship. You see him crying during Father's Day. You see him, like, you see the crying memes. You see him crying during the Kobe Bryant thing. It's just like, this guy is like, and even in this last uh, this last segment when he was like, break, you can just feel the, the shaky voice coming. It's just like, this guy is like an emotional wreck, man. Dude, he's tormented. I, I think, <laughs> I don't think he, he's going to apologize for the successes that he's had, but no. I, I think... Right, exactly. Why, why but I'm, I'm just saying, like in hindsight, like seeing the the torment that his uh, his contemporaries experienced, just being a part of those teams, like there's, it, it 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 he looks slightly human in that he recognizes how awful he was to uh, to his teammates in, in yeah. the moment, and you know it, it it's a revealing side to him that I don't think uh, even if you knew he was going to like provide all this access, you wouldn't expect to see that, that type of, uh, that honesty out of himself, uh, which, you know, uh, it, it, it's something that uh, it's keeping us tuned in on a week to week basis. Uh, how many yeah. more, epi- we got two more episodes. Like next week is <laughs> last, last week. Yeah. It's, a, it's the last week, man. Oh God. Yep. Uh, it's the last dance. <laughs> it's the last, last dance. You ho ass. Um, <laughs> That that Father's Day scene though, um, <laughs> the worst. Like we've all seen the imagery from when he he won Title Five and then yeah, like he collapses and he's he's crying on the basketball. But then we never heard it. Oh. Like, we, we didn't hear like how like it it could have it it just could have been him like being really tired. But then we actually heard the audio in this last week and 
it, it's not him just putting on a front. He's full blown oh, sobbing. Dude is sobbing and like crazy, man. Like it's like I, I've maintained this for a very long time. You never want to hear a, ho- a grown man cry, which is why you guys won't ever see me cry. I do it in my own uh, my own residence without you guys uh, on Skype. Um, but hearing that on Sports Center was like a very jarring moment and it kind of put the whole thing in a real context where you go ahead and you dismiss the whole thing about him being uh, f- uh, suspended uh, for gambling and and you dismiss all the other noise that was around uh, him and his comeback uh, to the league and you, you get a sense that perhaps this is just a guy trying to uh, recover from his father's death and it, it was a sobering moment uh, to say the least. Oh yeah, it's like, like, it's weird. It it hits a it hits a it hits a, a bit different when you hear it. You know, like we've seen that clip over and over for like so many years growing up, and they always played it in all sorts of like different like montage and highlight reels. And you're just like the guy's passion. He's he's beat, and they they just won a huge championship. Um, but no, nah, like when you hear it with the crying, it, it, it really does hit different and you just, it just, you know, I don't know. Uh, for me, like when I see it, 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 it makes me respect, respect him as a player a bit more. Just like he gave it, he truly gave it his all. And that was just like, like, that was just like, that's everything he had to give. And he, he's just, blah, he just laid out on the ground, done. <laughs> nah. yeah. Like that's his father. That's the, 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 everything, and that's just like laying all out, done. Yeah. Jack, what did you feel in that moment when you saw that? Uh, I kind of felt I had, I I felt it. I felt it through the TV. Like I I could with the sound and everything. I I it made it much more real, and that's what was different about it. That's why. It, it hit a lot harder than I expected. It, it was kind of like a visceral um, uh, moment. Like, it, it, it's something that we've kind of experienced just, again, just seeing the imagery and just uh, pretending, or not pre- pretending, but, like, experience it just from a very static sense. And then, and, and like, you're like it's going, like, 3D and 4D, and, like, all of a sudden, like, there's so many layers of this thing. Like, it just it suddenly seemed way more uh, profound than, uh, than I think we, were, we remembered back in the mid-'90s. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. No, but I'm 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 excited and sad for this week. It's like you know it's coming to an end, and and but it's like uh, you don't want to see it end. Like it's 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 been such a great series, and like I, this is going to set the bar for every documentary docu series going forward. Like you need like the music, the production, the, the just like the effort just everything about it was just done so freaking well yeah. and it's not even, well, well have you seen any of the other like the 30 for 30 like stuff? Uh, the bad boys like I, I've, seen, um, I've seen some of those and yeah. I, I i don't know if it had like i don't know if it had everything but it was good like i feel like every 30 for 30 is good like i don't think you ever They're sit down awesome. and watch mm-hmm. i don't think you ever sit down and watch one and you're just like that that sucked Everything was like you walk away. You're like, damn, man. You you appreciated what like now you have an, uh, like a deeper appreciation for whatever you just saw, and you know, I mean, mm-hmm. just like last week we were talking about Project Eleven. Now I, I I love Alex Smith, so it's like 
it, it's just like Alex when, Smith. <laughs> when they put these things together, you're just like, oh <laughs> man, it's like this. It's so great. So, but I, I just feel like the way that they did this it had a different flair and different style with the music and the cuts and this and that. It, it's it's like it really does set the bar like for all these people like working on the Kobe Bryant one, the Dream Team one, or the Redeem Team one. Like you gotta you gotta step up your game, man. Nope, I hear that. Well, from the uh, the goat sports documentary series to the goat domain registrar, it's GoDaddy people. GoDaddy <laughs> empowers people like you with creative ideas to, to succeed. Blah, 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 succeed online. Buying a domain domain name is easy with GoDaddy's domain search tool. GoDaddy and domain blah, blah. Okay, we should just go ahead and just quit this thing right here. GoDaddy is the world's largest and most trusted domain registrar that empowers people like you with creative ideas to succeed online. Buying a domain name is easy with GoDaddy's domain search tool and domain generator tools. You can find the perfect website address for your business. But, big but, GoDaddy offers more than just a platform to build your website. GoDaddy offers everything you need to create an effective, memorable online presence. And if you already have one or more of their products, Transferring your domain, website, or hosting to GoDaddy lets you consolidate your web presence with one provider, provider so it's easier to manage. For our listeners, that's the Bad Slant listeners, visit our page, badslant.com support, and click on the GoDaddy banner today to find your perfect.com starting at just $4.99. Get going with GoDaddy. I am drunk out of my mind. All right. <laughs> GoDaddy. GoDaddy. Are we going to have another JCVD uh, show picture this week? I have <laughs> uh, it never gets old seeing JCVD. It does not. Bloodsport, uh, what, what else? Uh, kickboxer, the whole lot. I, I'm, I'm like all in. Any movie, when you see him, you're just like, I don't know. It just it just hits a spot in your heart. It just makes you happy. Right. Yeah. So JC, I think we can all agree that JCVD <laughs> is the, the GOAT. Uh, so going from the, the GOAT uh, documentary series and the, the GOAT of, uh, I don't know, uh, the, the martial artists uh, in, in cinema to the GOAT sports entertainer of all time. Did anybody watch The Last Ride? I need to know here now. No, you, I, I asked. I was just like, no, I didn't even realize it was out. It's a thing. I though. I knew they were, they they were making it or it, it it was it was going to be released. I didn't episode realize episode one came in out. the can. Hold up, there's multiple episodes. It's a five part series, bro. Ah, so okay for I'm, the uninitiated. I, I missed, did I just miss one? Yes. So for the uninitiated, uh, so the whole last dance thing is playing out, and it's recounting the the legend that is Michael Jordan, and within. I'd say what? what we're how many weeks in? Like four weeks in of yeah. the last dance. Uh, Did they now, just start yes. this? Yes, last week. Oh so so uh, episode seven and eight of the last dance coincided with episode one of the last ride, the chronicling last ride. the career of the Undertaker. Uh, and if I if I could uh, very well ascertain this, I would have the Undertaker's theme music playing in the background right here, right now. Um, yeah. Boom. That's a horrible rendition of his Why don't you go ahead and sing his uh, his <laughs> late terrible. '90s theme where it was Limp Biscuit rolling, rolling, rolling? Um, <laughs> I digress. But holy moly! So this this is out. So this is, is it out. on the WWE Network? It is. Um, when I say like, 
I, I kind of feel like the WWE is the, the preeminent force when it comes to like video packaging and like, like telling a story in a very com- uh, compressed time frame. Um, they do video packages all the time, and it, it makes up for how awful the rest of their product can be. Uh, so when they when they hit it out of the park, they it's a grand slam. So what I what I've seen from episode one is exactly that. Um, and it's not just seeing the Undertaker being a dead guy for an hour, which if you yeah. if you know wrestling, you know the Undertaker was a guy who you know supernatural like the, the ghosts and goblins like that whole lot. Um, so the the premise for this documentary is that he's dispensing the whole Undertaker thing and just. He's introducing us to Mark Calloway, the guy behind the Undertaker. Oh which no! It's <laughs> I don't know if I want that. <laughs> it's wild. It, it's weird. Uh, Ice, I, you know I this. Just, I kind of just want Undertaker. Who's Mark? Mark Calloway, Calloway is the oh, Undertaker. Come on, man, Mark, come on, man. And the Undertaker <laughs> is Mark Calloway. Come on, huh? you dick. <laughs> um, What's up? What's up? Uh, I'll say this. You remember the first wrestling event we went to together, right, Ice? Yeah. WrestleMania 30. Yeah. The Undertaker lost. Yeah. For I the first that. time. Yep. At WrestleMania. Yes. But we D- is that is that is that in this? <laughs> oh, it definitely <laughs> leads up to that. My God. Um, but it, it's actually all in the first episode. Yes. So actually, the 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 focal point for this uh, first episode was that uh, he was essentially kind of giving his send-off and it was like three years after that Wrestlemania that we went to is uh, Wrestlemania 33 that I actually went to in Orlando Florida and he was uh, he was facing Roman Reigns and uh, he got a wild hair up his ass and he, he told Vince McMahon to send a video crew with him uh, to Orlando to kind of chronicle the whole thing so hmm. everyone kind of got an idea like oh shit like he's actually letting us behind the curtain so he, he he, he's probably calling it quits after this. And yeah. it, it's him <laughs> a, after he's lost at WrestleMania for the first time. It's him, like, kind of crawling back from obscurity uh, to, uh, to redemption. And you think it's going to be, like, this cool fairy tale ending where he rides off into the sunset after, uh, like, facing off against the, the biggest of dogs in, in WWE mm-hmm. today. And it's, it, it, it's so human because, like, they they talk about how he only wrestles one match a year, and uh, yeah, it's it's the whole process of him like wrestling one match, and then getting surgery to address any sur- injuries he experienced from that one match, and then training another nine months for the next match. Because he's so freaking old, man. He's like sixty years old. Oh my it's god, it's the craziest shit. Um, it's like mm-hmm. it's like he looks so great coming down with the 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 intro and the the entrance music and everything and once he gets to the ring and take off all his attire then you just like he moves like we do this guy is, is old man it's <laughs> once you actually see him wrestle you're like okay he's an old man but prior I'm, to that you you just like you're you're feeding into it you're just like Doom, the music hits and then he comes in slowly and then get the purple lights and then everything is so perfect so perfect do you remember that uh, WrestleMania 30 match at all? Uh, the match itself, or just no, like how you I, felt? I I, I, rem- I remember what was on the line, and I, I remember when he lost. It was just like, <gasps> like, like, come on! He had a perfect record up until that point. Like the guy was undefeated, and you knew he wrestles once a year, and this is the one match he comes in 
delivers. He he just adds to his record. He and delivers. I saw Once I was just expecting I was just expecting another tick in his win column and it was just like when he lost, you just like no, that didn't just happen. No, that just, just happened. No. It was such then, an empty feeling in that moment. But then uh, if you watch the documentary, you will find out he was so concussed out of his mind that he, like <laughs> three years later, he doesn't remember anything that happened uh, in that, on that day really? oh, six hours before. So was it not scripted that he would oh, lose? My. It was scripted that he would lose. But, the, but somewhere during the match... He he suffered a horrible concussion, and no to this day he says uh, he doesn't remember anything uh, prior to three thirty in the afternoon that day. No way! That's uh, crazy, uh, man. Damn. It's wild. Uh, Jack, do you have like any reverence for the the character that is the Undertaker? Uh, early on, because uh, I remember, like we were so astounded by yeah. his new, the character. Um, when he became the biker dude, <laughs> the uh, but like weird. the real, yeah. like coming, yeah, came in, coming in on a Harley. I said, I'm you know here. what, I'm good. And so, yeah, I'm me done. too. So I just walked out. But um, you know, with Paul Bear and rest in peace, Paul Bear. That was the Undertaker for me. Yes, shout um, out Paul Bear. God so, uh, knowing that you haven't seen uh, this documentary, do you think it's actually like weird or like enthralling or just sad to kind of see uh, the Undertaker reveal that part of himself now at this stage in his career? Because he's dropping all kayfabe. Um, I mean, oh, that's fine. Um, I think it, you know, it it would. Hearing you talk about it and a little bit more and describing it, it, so- it sounds more interesting because mm. I thought it was just going to be just more about the um, like his whole career, but him dropping kayfabe and actually showing like the real, like how like difficult it's been the last few years. That's pretty cool. So I'll definitely like uh, it's definitely illuminating it because like uh, it, it shows him like in the like the days leading up to WrestleMania uh, 33 in Orlando where he's like uh, he he's just going to the gym. And then he's just uh, uh, talking to the camera and saying, this is the most nerve-wracking uh, workout you can possibly have because you're three days out from uh, the biggest night of the year, and all of a sudden, if you like blow a lat, if you, uh, if you overexert yourself in any way, shape, or form, you are sabotaging uh, the biggest match of the year right here, right now. So it, it's... it's Kind of the antithesis of the character that you've seen for like 20, 30 years where the guy's pretty much untouchable. But then all of a sudden you're seeing the guy behind that character saying, uh, if, if, if I screw this up in this moment, uh, I, I'm, I'm, handi- I'm handicapping the big smash of the year right here, right now. So um, it's wild to kind of see that, that juxtaposition. Like it, it's, uh, again, the antithesis of the character that you've seen from The Undertaker for, uh, for so long. But... Uh, so I, for so for the first episode, does it <coughs> does it just stick around with that time frame of just like between thirty and thirty three, or I mean, does it you'll, go you'll like actually, back get, to his origin story? And stuff? you'll get more exposition, definitely, like going to okay. his, the introduction of the character. Like there, yeah. there's a, there's a lot to it, um, but the the focal point of the story is that time frame from him uh, losing at uh, WrestleMania thirty and then kind of bouncing back and. Uh, finding okay. himself again in advance of that match at uh, WrestleMania 33. So uh, I, I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. Um, yeah. 
because I, I mean, like, while, like, I, I vaguely remember a lot of the stuff that happened be- between like 30 or around 30 to post 30. Um, but my, my, my childhood is everything prior, you know, like how he came into the league and some of these mega match, like these, these memorable matches. When you, when you think of Undertaker and like some of the big matches that he had, like he had the, uh, when well, I mean the 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 one for whatever reason it stands out as the the most popular one for me is the Undertaker Undertaker but then there's also like Undertaker Mankind yeah. there's like Undertaker HBK mm-hmm. like those those are great matches um, but which one was the coffin match uh, Yokozuna Yokozuna <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he floated into the into the, uh, the yeah. into the rafters yeah. and, and he he hit the yeah. ceiling fan yeah. That's right. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a scene, man. And then that gave birth oh. to Undertaker versus Undertaker at SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh my god. It was so good. So yeah, like that that that's peak. my childhood. Like that's like peak Undertaker for me. Mm-hmm. So like all this stuff like after the fact and the recovery and all that, it's like it's like I want to hear about it. It's interesting, but like I'm more interested about like hearing the stories like behind the scenes of all that shit that happened before. I'll say this. He is he is the anti MJ in that they won a like everyone who was a, a teammate of Michael Jordan like won a lot but they hate him like uh, in hindsight. Everyone yeah. loves the Undertaker. He, <laughs> yeah, he, he yeah. can't be touched. He is uh, <laughs> the like he's like shucking and 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 driving like he's shaking everybody's hands and kissing babies like when they're backstage like. Like there is no, uh, there's no ceiling for the reverence that people have for the Undertaker. It's it's kind of a thing to behold. Um, so, it like honestly, when I see wrestlers uh, kind of uh, being human and being themselves, and they're not putting on the whole kayfabe bit, it's like me seeing a dog walking their on the hind legs. Uh, it, it's it's something I can't take my eyes off of. But um, but yeah, no, if you guys want to just it's cool, man. It's yeah, definitely just, cool. Yeah, if you want to uh, take a look behind the curtain, I, I definitely encourage you to, to get your one month uh, free membership on the WWE Network and uh, you know uh, check it out. Yeah, or, or you know just uh, log into somebody's uh, password. Uh, we we don't have to get. We don't have to mention that Not like you would but, have uh, my uh, password. Talking about dropping kayfabe, I remember like one of the one of my first experiences as a kid of uh, of experience in wrestling. I, I went to a uh, a match. Um, you guys. You <laughs> You guys remember Prem, right? Like, uh, like Prem, the man, like the, lith- back, the like, myth, the legend. My, my brother's friend, yeah, Prem, Prem, pun or whatever he he goes by. Yes. So like, big, big pun. Yeah, big there you go. <laughs> so like, his dad got <laughs> got tickets to a wrestling match, and they knew that I was into it, and they were gonna go. And I don't know how they had extra seats, but they're like, would I be interested in going? Like, yeah. So we went, we, we hiked up to, um, hiked. I, uh, like, was it the U.S. Air Arena or Capital Air Arena? What a Capital Airways Center. Arena, yeah. Whatever, whatever that was, like, back it in the day. The like, yeah, in Maryland. But anyways, so we went there, Maryland. and we were, I was watching these fights, and that's what I, I remember seeing, like, Tatanka and Shawn Michaels and Diesel all in, live in person. But the coolest part about dropping kayfabe was... Like Yokozuna came out, he wrestled, he did his thing, and then after he Dang. he was done, he went he went back, 
changed into like his normal sweats, hoodie, sweatpants, all that stuff. He came out and just sat like ringside, like just just like on a, like a foldable chair and just was catching the rest of the fights. And we're I was looking, I was like, oh my god, that's Yokozuna just sitting right there in sweats, in like street clothes. And just catching the rest of the fights, just just like it's like a, a normal person. I was like, that's like the coolest shit I could ever see. Like, I, and I couldn't stop staring at him because he was in just like street clothes. He wasn't wearing his like underwear, and he was and, and he was massive. Yeah, did I was you like, know? that's. Did you know he was up? Samoan? No, no. I always thought he was <laughs> Japanese for some reason. Nah, bro. <laughs> he was Fuji one of the wild Samoans. Nah. Oh, he was Actually, Samoan. I think he was one of the. He's related to the the whole Samoan dynasty, like the, really? the head shrinkers. Uh, yeah. All <laughs> oh man, yeah. I did it. I oh that ruined everything. I rest I in peace, Yokozuna. I yeah, you, always assumed he was Japanese. You totally, <laughs> you totally. Maybe you shouldn't you watch this Undertaker documentary. Yokozuna Mr. as a child. Mr. Fuji, Mr. Fuji with Yokozuna. I heard oh. Mr. Fuji was Scandinavian. I, that, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Uh, wait, if you don't want to pull the curtain back too far, then, then perhaps you you don't want to see this documentary. You asshole! <laughs> oh God, it's been so many years since I've heard Mr. Fuji. God, oh God. Uh, uh, do you guys regard the Undertaker as a goat? Let me ask you that just before you uh, get I, off this topic. I do. It's like there's there's no other. Well, I wouldn't say no other. There's a handful of wrestlers that when that theme song hits. Boom! Everyone is up on their feet, standing up, Niagara full respect. Falls. Yeah, there's. There, I would say there's. <laughs> I, I'm. I don't. I haven't thought about this, but I would say there's like five wrestlers that anytime you hear that music, boom, on your feet. You, you know you're gonna be supporting these guys. Like so, yes, I, I feel like when when there's a wrestler to that effect, that that they're a goat for sure. Real quick, top five ice. Oh my God! Obviously, Hulk Hogan, uh, Ultimate Warrior, Undertaker. Oh man, HBK, obviously. Last one. Oh, oh my God! There might be more <laughs> than five at you this better. rate. I just said top five, you dickhead. Oh my God! All right, let's see. You got one slot. No, I, I, it has to be The Rock, man. It, the Rock is just when you hear that. That's it's 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 on. I mean, but there's so many. There's so much more. You, I, it may be ten. It, may, I smell it like has to cooking. be ten. Yeah, it has to be ten. But to the yeah. to the smark on the show, uh, Jack. Uh, who do you consider your top five? <laughs> Our wrestling fan. Uh, the Hitman. Oh, out of the box. Yes. Uh, let's see who else. Um, <laughs> Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, that that's a great one. I'm gonna. S- I'm going to say Macho Ooh, Man. Um, absolutely. I'm not mad at any of these. I'll, I'll be completely uh, honest. No, then, not at all. And then the last two are The Warrior and The Hulk. Okay. So, I mean, I'm actually quite the, proud that, that I've heard these there, names here tonight. But there, there's, there's <laughs> so much more, man. I mean, there's like hearing. I mean, people probably would would probably debate this, but like even if you hear like uh, Daniel Bryan's music. Like it, it's like it's it has such a huge impact on the game, you know. Your dick gets like, hard. I get it. It's like right. it, the, the, I got another number got eleven. Another one. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. 
Like, Stone Cold was on the outside looking in on Jack's list. Goldberg, when you hear Goldberg's music, he's like, you okay. just can't like no, 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 no. That's the first no, one. No, you're Goldberg. Wrong no, you yeah. know when you hear that. By the way, that's terrible. His his music was awful. I think I think the in the subsequent episodes of the of the Undertaker documentary. You're going to have less regard for for Goldberg. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to say he's like one of the greatest guys in the. In, in no, the that sport, that whole streak was but, freaking amazing. But uh, what he's done to the business in the last, I'd say, three years has not been to the benefit of the business. And I'll leave it at that. Barry Horowitz. <laughs> That's my guy. That? <laughs> Self high five. Um, Okay, we gotta get out of here uh, real quick. Un- um, Uncle Phil is like Brooklyn Brawler, Honky Tonk Man. You Quang. don't get a vote, Uncle Phil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Knuckleball Schwartz. Jesus oh, Christ. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here. <laughs> Knuckleball Schwartz. Knuckleball Schwartz is a deeper cut than I've ever known in my lifetime. <laughs> and you're you're talking to a lifelong Mark. Uh, real quick, did you guys watch UFC 249? I did not. I, I watched all the highlights, but Boo! I did not watch. I didn't. I did not tune in and purchase UFC. The beer tender judges you copiously. Uh, Ice, did you? Uh, I'm sorry, Jack. Did you watch? No, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> all right, well, this you is a terrible gonna, topic. Didn't you say you were going to tune in for the main fight? He lied to Liam. Is lied. what he did. Because uh, he hates Liam. Pull I back had- the kayfabe. He hates Liam. <laughs> I don't hate him. Despise him. Despise him, yeah. That's a fair characterization. Uh, you guys missed out. Uh, evidently, neither of you watched the, the two UFC I hear took, it's a hell of a fight, man. It was fun. Um, yeah. They, they, you, did you know they took they did two UFC cards in the last four days? Mm. It was Saturday and then this past Wednesday. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, last yes. night. So, really? Yeah. Oh. All in yes. the same venue. So. Crazy. Yeah. Get your house in order, sir. <sighs> UFC Island. Oh, I, I can't mean. wait. Uh, is, that, we'll... is that really happening, though? Yes. 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 I just don't yes. believe yes. it. I just don't, like, are they really going to have okay, an well, island? Okay, we'll, we'll send out. I should hope so, could, because I want that island to have, like, a remake of the best of the best. Like, I want to see... Uh, a, Dehan De or Daquan or whatever the hell that guy's name is against uh, Tommy Lee. Dehan, there <laughs> it's we go. Dehan. Okay. You're the best. Uh, we, we, can, we, can, we can close out real quick. Uh, it's a <laughs> wrong movie. The worst. Did you guys know that's on Stars right now? Uh, the best of the best? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely oh, wow. watched the last uh, third of that movie in Niagara Falls, uh, Frankie Angel, Niagara Falls. Of uh, course, this guy is crying, man. Dude, rewatch rewatch the scene where uh, where uh, Eric Roberts says, uh, "Say Jin Kwan, I know all I need to know about you," and then all of a sudden the gold medals start falling from the sky. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I got so many problems. All right, well I, I think we should go ahead and put it. Pop it. Pop oh it. my God, oh I cried in that scene so hard. Oh God, it's 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 so bad. Yeah, I I need therapy. Uh, but yeah, that that scene was tough to watch in hindsight. Uh, yeah. Well, I highly recommend if you if you want to subscribe <laughs> to Stars through our uh, badslant.com slash support. <laughs> I don't know if you have a banner for Stars. <laughs> we'll figure. We'll find a way. I think we'll find a way. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, I don't. Are we gonna uh, be in person this month? 
like re-recording shows? Not, no, not, right? Not this month, June, no. uh, May, but maybe June. Okay, maybe, maybe June. Maybe Governor, maybe Governor Northam will uh, uh, raise the veil and allow us to uh, get back together for these uh, uh, non-essential shows. But uh, all right, well, good deal. Uh, I'm, so uh, I'm happy to have you guys in any capacity that you're available. So, uh, all right. As long uh, as none of you boys are sick, I, I, I'm there, man. I ain't coughed in three weeks. <laughs> I, I don't know about this guy. I think Jack just sniffled. <laughs> he sniffled. He scratched I himself. Did. He scratched With, his balls. I don't I know, th- man. I think that means he has the hiv. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, thanks, uh, Phil, for tuning in with us, and uh, thanks you, thank you to everybody uh, listening on the podcast. Uh, we will uh, check in with you all next week uh, on our pre-Memorial Day edition of the Bassin Podcast. Oh, so, uh, oh, oh, or, oh, should we say the pre-birthday edition? I don't know. Ah, ah. maybe something. Mayhaps, mm. mayhaps. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, until uh, next time. Uh, I have no sign up because you guys are assholes. <laughs> uh, we beat him down so much he can't even say it. I'm downtrodden, you jerks. <laughs> I'll see you for uh, the last dance. All right. Later, boys. Peace.